Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Chargers and uh, with Lorenzo Neal, Matt Money Smith here. And we are talking, unfortunately, uh, about not just uh, a loss, low, but a loss in Green Bay that just when you look at the numbers, the percentages historically in the NFL, you know, this was a big one. Teams that are five and five the in, in the past have made the playoffs 30 and a half percent of the time. Teams that are four and six, seven percent of the time. That is a massive gap. And it felt like this one was particularly um, critical. You saw the way Justin Herbert played. He played his tail off, man. I mean, he was fighting for every last yard. And ultimately, they come up short uh, again. And, and I'll just set the tone here before we get into that and look back and look forward at Baltimore. I'll just set this up for you, Low. It's one thing to look at the record, right? But when you look at the standings, so they're four and six. So are the Packers. The Packers are four and six, and they're in eighth place. There's one team in front of them for the final spot, the Vikings at six and five. The Chargers are in 13th place. They need six teams to perform worse than them over the final seven games to get into the playoffs. They have to climb over six teams. That's what's so daunting. Yeah, you're, you're right, Money, and you're looking at it, and you're trying to be optimistic and saying, hey, it's possible, but let's be real. It's possible, but not probable. When you think about what's going on with this Chargers team, let's just be plain and candid. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, I know people, Charger fans get mad and, and that's part of life because they're fans and they should be. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed in the season. There's some games you look at early in the season, should have won. You right. look at Miami, you should have won. You look at Tennessee, you should have won. You shouldn't be in this situation, but you are. Should play Green Bay, but you lost. You shouldn't have lost that football game. So you are who you are and the record shows who you are. It's possible, but not probable. This team's not good enough to get in the playoffs right now. Let's just, let's just be real. It's not playing consistent enough on both sides of the ball in every facet of the game to say it's not a playoff team. So, yeah, they fought hard. They're fighting hard. Now it's just about who's going to stand up and play. I, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for guys to say to, to check in and not check out because there's going to be guys checking out and there's going to be guys that's checking in because opportunity is never lost, Matt. You know this. It's just given to somebody else. You're in the National Football League. You're here to play football. You're a grown man playing a kid's game, getting a king's ransom. And that's coaches. And I see, like to see Staley even coach even harder. Because let's be honest, and he understands this. He hears all the noise outside. Let's be real. You heard him in his sure. press conference and said, I'm calling the defenses. He was a little bit aggressive because he's upset. He's disappointed because guys aren't doing what his, uh, doing the job that he wants them to do. He's not doing the job that he feels he should be doing because there's a disconnect. If you're Staley, you're sitting back and you're saying, okay, what the hell are you guys talking about? I'm not a good coach. I've been in a Super Bowl. I've won a Super Bowl. I've had a team, my defense, been top one of the top teams in, 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 a, in a NFL. I played against the San Francisco 49ers, who was one of the better elite teams in the National Football League. We beat them. So I've been on teams that won championships, and I've been a guy that's been sought after. That's why I'm the head coach here. But guess what? You don't live off the laurels. It's about what you've done for me lately and what have you done now. And right now, that's what Staley, he's really, he's trying to find this place and it's got to be frustrating for him. But he knows if the right players and the right people are in his defense, it's shown that it can work. What is the disconnect, Matt? That's what I'm asking you. What is the disconnect? Why it's not working? Well, yeah. And I think there's a lot to unpack there, right, Lo? One is, you know, you mentioned the scheme. Is 
is it right? You know, th- this scheme was popularized because Vic Fangio put it in when he was in Denver to slow down Patrick Mahomes, and it worked. And so everybody got excited, and they're like, okay, we got to try to slow down this Sean McVay. We've got to slow down Kyle Shanahan. We've got to slow down Patrick Mahomes. How do we do that? Well, Vic has got this two, you know, this quarters essentially too high, soft coverage underneath, keep everything in front of you. Um, zone most it's zone, it's a man, it's a matchup zone. It's quarters half the time, it's half quarters half the time. You're constantly changing things to try to confuse the quarterback, right? Pre-snap is sort of what the approach is. I feel like so many teams started doing it that all of these offenses started seeing it day in and day out in practice. They started seeing it more often. You know, before Vic was doing that, he was the only one. There might have been two or three guys that were doing it. Now everybody does it. It felt like Ben Johnson had the answers to the test, you know, and whatever he looked at, he knew what play was going to break that coverage. When you, so I think that's where it starts. Is it really the right scheme? Like right now, the Chargers are dead middle of the league in blitz rate, like 16th. So what are you? Are you a team that blitzes? Are you a team that only rushes four and you rely on your coverage? Are your guys sticky, super sticky and press because you got six guys coming at the quarterback from different spots on the field all the time? Or are you Gus Bradley and you only rush four and you've got seven guys back in coverage and you know where to be to make sure nobody gets an explosion? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they are. I don't know if they know what they are to your point about coach Staley. I think the one, if you want to talk about a positive with the record is there's no more room for error. There, there is no more. Hey, I, you know, I wanted to draft Quentin Johnson. He was my guy and well, okay. Can you still afford to put him out there? Because he's dropped a lot of balls and he's not getting open and his routes aren't all that crisp. And like, so that's what I think we're going to see this week. Can you keep putting Eric Kendricks out there on passing downs? Because he is struggling to cover guys. So are we going to start seeing Dayon Henley on third down? Like, to me, that's what's going to show now because you can, there are, there are no, there's no half stepping. It is six and one is what you got to finish or you're not getting into the postseason. So I think this is where we're going to, it's going to get, it's going to get real, right? And it's going to get, people are going to be honest right now because they can't afford not to be. It's no more, I've got to cover my tail because I wanted them to sign this guy to a $12 million contract and it ain't working out. That's gone. It's, you got to get the guys on the field. They're going to win you games now. It, no question, man. This is where rubber meets the road. Exactly what you're saying. And you look at Green Bay and you think about, here's a team, the young quarterback, you know who this guy is. They're inconsistent all over the field. They have had injuries. They've they've had injuries just like every other team has. And Green Bay, you went there, and we talked about it last week. We said, which Charger team is going to show up? Is it going to be Trick or is it going to be Tree? Is it is what it, what team is it going to be? We know that this team is. We said it all year that sometimes they play they play up to their level of competition. If they're playing a tough team, they'll play unbelievable. If they're playing a lesser team, they play down level. So. You got to see that firsthand. We talked. This is what we talked about. You said, "Here's a game in Green Bay that you need to jump on them early and put the throttle, put the pedal to the metal because you know you're going to have Baltimore the following week. That tomorrow night got Baltimore Ravens. Who, by the way, last I checked, is probably one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC. Yeah, and they're playing defense, offense. They're doing it all. And guess what? They smell blood in the water. So how are you now? Because you played against a Green Bay team. That's lesser than you. Let's let's face it. Green Bay is a year. They should be two years away. They shouldn't be able to compete for. You are supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl this year. You are supposed to be competing for dominance in the AFC. 
you are competing for a top-tier team in the AFC. Where are you? Where yeah. are you today? And that's what Charger fans, and that's what everyone's trying to figure out. Like you said, there's no more rooms for error. You can't be the number. You're not going to be the number one seed. So more than likely, you're a wild card, and then you got to go on the road. Are you a playoff team? Are you a team that's even going to make the playoffs? Because you've been pretty healthy this year, and now you have gotten your guys. Where's the disconnect? And that's offensively at times and at defensively at times. But right now, in the last couple of weeks, you've seen this defense. Like you said, at times you want to play quarters and you want to play half. You want to play cover eight. You want to play cover four, quarter, quarter, quarter. You want to play eight, quarter, 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 half. There's all these different quarters, all these different defenses, and it, and, and the offense dictate what type of off defense that you're going to play. If right. you're two, two receiver side, are you playing you know quarters on that side or half on that side? So it's like so these guys have so many checks that they have to dick, have to get into when the offense comes out and by formation, that's when you're switching to different coverages. So are they able? Are those guys capable? Is it too much? Are they plan free? So what is these issues that Staley in this organization, the coaches and the players have to figure out? Do you line up and just say, no, let's play? No. Do we line up? We're going to make checks. Is it too much? Because it's shown right now that whatever you're doing, you are not able to execute the plan. And it's not showing up on the field. Yeah, so let's look at the Green Bay game and and how it went wrong. And and I think one thing, even though I, I wasn't crazy about his approach to the press conference, I think you said, you know, you're hot, you're coming off. It's a game you should have won. You know how important it is. You know what the stakes are. So understandable. Everybody's emotional. Everybody's upset. You've got a four-point lead, and you've got a team facing a third and 20. Uh, and you have a strip sack that you can't secure. You secure that, the game's over. You know, beyond that, now you've got a team in a third and 20 and you got a PI that bails them out. So I understand you're hot, but I think if we dig into some of the stuff he said, there's some of it that I agree with and there's some of it that I'd push back on. What I do agree with, yes, this was a team loss. This was not on the defense alone. You're, you're talking about Donald Parham dropping a ball in the first offensive possession after you stop him on a fourth down to get the ball at midfield. He's wide open. On a fourth and four, he drops the ball. You give it right back. You score there. You go up seven, nothing. You know what I mean? It just sets a different tone. So that's one drop. Keenan drops two balls, one in the end zone, one that's a first and goal from the one. Those become field goals. That's eight points right there. Austin, you have a first and goal from the two. Austin Eckler fumbles on a second and five because his cleats aren't right and the ground is slippery. And now you've given up at least three. So that's 11 points right there. So I get it. You know, just picking on the defense isn't necessarily fair in this game, but I would put this on him. And this is where I would push back and say, ah, well, okay, I disagree a little bit on this front. Keenan Allen atoned for those drops. He ends up getting a bunch of big old catches on third down to extend drives. He catches the go-ahead touchdown. That erases it. You're now up four, all right? So now you're up. There's five minutes left in this game. You know, you've got the lead. On top of that, Khalil Mack gets you a strip sack. It's third and 20. And I just, if you just go through and watch the film on all the, just watch the third downs, the third downs for Green Bay. And on darn near every single one of them, you got one, if not two, if not all four guys in the pattern are open. And this speaks to what you were talking about, you know, and watch them pre-snap. Pre-snap, you got guys, you know, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't think anybody quite knows 
or is comfortable with their assignment. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching these games back on film and it's linebackers passing guys off to nobody or watching them run right by them and they're busy guarding 10 yards of grass with nobody in sight. And so I think that's where the whole, I believe in my play calling, I believe in the scheme we need to execute. That's where I would push back on that and say, well, if it's Asante Samuel that's grabbing a guy's jersey, and he did, and it was P.I., you know, that's fine. But I can show you countless plays. I'll just show you the third downs. And you've got to tell me where there's a finger to point at one person. As opposed to, I got set, you're rushing four, I got seven guys to cover four, and I got three guys open. Which means I got six dudes covering nobody. Like, to me, that's probably beyond the guys aren't executing and there's competition now and and be, dudes are going to be on the bench and and you know what good that's fine if you want to do that but at the same time I think you also need to do some self inventory and say do I just need to you know blitz more and get these we're not covering well enough guys are flashing open we're not getting home with four and it's a mess, and guys are open on every play. They're finding soft spots in the zone, or these guys aren't sticky enough, and and plays are being made. And it just feels like. So I'll just I'll I'll finish this point here. They are they are first in the league on third and fifteen or more, allowing third and fifteen or more to be converted. They are first in the league, fifty percent. 50% of those plays are being converted on the Chargers this year. You are so far off schedule, and you're letting third and tw- – and that doesn't count penalties. I'm talking about plays that are completed, you know, passes that are completed or runs that are taken. Like, they have allowed more – the second most explosive plays, you know, of I think 14 yards or more since Brandon Staley became the head coach. Why are these explosive plays where you should be in an advantage turning into a disadvantage – for this team, that's where I, I would push back and say, hey, let's figure out whether or not we are doing this right, because it feels like some of these numbers and we've got two plus years of experience to point to this to say, are we sure this is the right way to do it? Yeah, I, I think that Staley, if he's going to be the guy for the job, I, I know that he's shown that he's had some success. And I know Nick Fangio is my coach. I've been knowing him for shooting. Can't believe it. Over thirty some years, right. I had him in New Orleans. You know, he was in New Orleans when I had the Dome Patrol, Ricky Jackson, and you know, and Bon Johnson, and Sammy Mills, and so very familiar with Fangio and how he likes to three four and what he likes to do and how he heats guys up and the things that he does. But right now, you you as a coach, you have to look at in the mirror like you're saying the self evaluation money and talking about, yeah, I get they have to we have to play better. I get. Guys, you know, maybe a PI and holding, and those aren't coaches' fault. I get that, right. but when it's blowing, when it's blown coverage week in and week out, and there's holes in your defense, and there's opportunities, and you're one of the worst teams for third and fifteen or more, and you're given still giving up those plays, that's attention to details, and that's lack of preparation. Somewhere there is a breakdown in communication, whether it's guys going out to practice and saying, "Oh, I got it, I got it." And coaches aren't challenging them to say, let's see how you got it. How, or how far do you carry this over? When I carry this over and I'm passing this over, then I got to drive back out to hook the curl. What am I doing? The attention to details is not there. And, yeah, offensively, yes, they did. We saw you know, Keenan drop some balls. Yes, we saw the running back Eckler fumble on the four or five-yard line. They're going in to score. 
we saw at the end of the game, even in spite of, you know, the pass that hit right in the hands. If he catches that, he's still running. He scores a touchdown. So you still had an opportunity to win. But your defense in the last several weeks hasn't been that good. The inconsistency, no. the people running through zones and the coverages and the breakdown, fundamentally, that's a problem. And this isn't week one, Matt. This isn't week two, right. Matt. This Thanksgiving. Is, yes, you're deep. Teams make runs in November and December. That's when teams separate. And right now, this team is playing. To be honest, let's be put the put the rat on the table. Put you know they're playing bad. They're playing really bad. To have this much talent, they are playing like a team that's just getting out of training camp with the penalties and all the things that they're doing and the breakdowns and coverages. This is seems like a team that just implemented this defense. I'm just telling you. So here's you know so here's what I would say. Right, that's a lot of a lot of things going against them. They're in 13th place. They, we say this every week, but it still holds. Even at four and six, it still holds. They have the benefit of the schedule. So everything is in front of them. They play the Ravens. You know, if you go at the teams in front of them, the Broncos are in 10th place. They play them twice. You still have an opportunity to jump them, right? They play the Bills. They're in eighth place. You still have an opportunity to jump them. You know, it's, it's a lot of, okay, well, why would I think you can? That I get. I'm not speaking to why you should have faith. I'm simply saying the schedule presents itself where they, even at four and six and in 13th place, still have it available to them. The playoffs are still there for them to take. Why? Because they have a two and three record in the AFC. And when you have three teams tied, Unless it's head-to-head, -head, that's the next tiebreaker. So you have a chance to own the tiebreaker against the Broncos who are in front of you, own the tiebreaker against the Bills who are in front of you. That's two of those six teams. And then because you have a two and three record in the AFC and all of these games you have left are AFC games, you have a chance to go on a run and post the best record when it comes to conference record, which is the third tiebreaker if you don't have a head-to-head, -head, the second tiebreaker if you don't have a head-to-head -head situation. So it's there. It's just whether or not they will take it. Can can this team play up to the level we believe they can actually? And here's and and I'll flip that to this low. Here's why I I think there is still reason for hope, because when I look at the team, I'm looking I'm looking off camera because I've got the standings here. Sure, sure. This this is why the Chargers don't belong in this group and why it is so frustrating. Behind them are the Patriots, they've already moved on from Mac Jones. The Titans, they've already moved on from Tannehill. They're on to Will Levis. The Jets, they just benched Zach Wilson. Then you have Justin Herbert, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. Ahead of them, the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell has already replaced Jimmy Garoppolo. The Bengals will not have Joe Burrow the rest of the season. Then you've got the Broncos. Russell Wilson's playing better. You get them twice. Ahead of him, the Colts. Gardner Minshew, they started a rookie at the beginning of the season. And ahead of that, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is having the worst turnover season of his career. Like, the Chargers don't belong where they are with the level of play they're getting from Justin Herbert. At the top of the division, at the top of the conference, you've got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, CJ Stroud, like guys that are playing good quarterback. That's what's like, that's where I can't connect this is it's not on right. Herbert. He's playing incredible football right now. 
and they're not winning games when they should be because everything that you look at in the standings tells you. Same with the NFC. Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. There's your top three. There's uh, Dak Prescott. Like, there are your top quarterbacks with the four best records. Like, quarterback play means everything in this league. The Chargers are getting it, and they're still losing. That's what's so confounding. Yeah, and and, and that's like you said. Yes, you can share the blame with offense. And like you said, not one player, not all defense. But the majority of it, let's be real. When you have a quarterback playing that well, and your, your team, you said, if they score 24 points in every game, they only got two losses, maybe yeah. three. So if you just look at it the way that they've been able to play, you say, man, this team should be faring a lot better. And, Matt, and that's why I'm on the other side. I'm not in the same church. We're in the same church. We're not on the same pew, and I'm not sitting on your lap because that's where I beg to differ. I, I love you, but it's just like I, a reason why I think this is too, too, this is too much of a gauntlet and too much over the hill is because you're in the playoffs and you can only lose one more game. Right. So that's the thing that makes it tough. So now let's be realistic and you need to win them out. Yeah, you can mathematically lose one or some other things can happen. But I'm just looking at this and saying the playoff starts for this team tomorrow night. So the Chargers are in the playoff. So every week is the playoff. Can you run that gauntlet? Did you put too much? Did you put too much pressure on your team to run this type of gauntlet just to get in? That's what's tough. Yes. Is it possible? Yes. And do I agree with you? The same church agree with you that they're too far down. They shouldn't be where they're at. No question. I totally agree with you that they shouldn't be where this does not. This recipe is like, man, I already put the eggs. I put the flour. This this cake should rise, but it's falling apart. And it's Thanksgiving. And my cake fall apart on me. So, man, this cake is fall apart. Something's not going right. Something's not right. So I'm on I'm taking the opposite side of this. I want them to. I love the men that they have on that team. I, I pull them for Staley. I just think that gone now is just too far, like the turtle in the hair. You remember that story. Turtle's just too sure. far ahead for the rabbit to catch up. <laughs> well, I, here's what I'll say. I, I, I think sun, they have to win Sunday. So if they win Sunday, well, now you have two games in your favor. You've slayed the dragon, the number one seed, and you can have – I'm not saying you can say this to the outside, but I think you can say this to the locker room, right? I told you guys, we are close. We're close. We're in every one of these games. We're in the game with the Lions. We're in the game with the Dolphins. We're in the game with the Cowboys. Sure. We're in the game, you know, and now we just beat the number one seed uh, in the AFC because I told you, and this is where it starts because we just knocked them off. So we know we can do it. Now let our fortunes change. Let's go to New England and blow out the Patriots. Let's come back home and knock off the Broncos. And now, now you can believe because that's what Staley's been preaching. We're close. It's three point games. We're we're one in five, one in six now, and or one in five in single score losses. That's how close we are. Let's get over that hump here. But here's how it's going to have to happen: as we just quickly talk about the Ravens, it's going to have to come on the defensive side. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Because if I go through the three losses that they've had, here's what you're looking at from a defense that beat them, right? So the Colts knock them off in overtime. What does Indianapolis do? Four sacks, six tackles for loss, four fumbles, two of them recovered. Pittsburgh knocks them off 17-10. Four sacks, six tackles for loss, one interception, one safety, four forced fumbles, two of which they recovered. And Cleveland, three sacks, four tackles for loss, two interceptions, one of them a pick six defensive TD. That's what you have to do. You are going to have to get points from your defense. 
You're, and that's the only way you're going to beat this team. It's the number two scoring defense, and it's the number one rushing offense and the number four scoring offense. So that's that's what's ahead of them. And I, I think that's why I'll say, all right, I'm going to put a pin in my it's over and just because they have been so close and you keep telling me, coach, that they're close. Okay, get over the hump against a really, really good team. Prove that you can win one of these games and then get that momentum because the schedule is still there for you to go get it. But it has to happen Sunday night. Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. It's where if you the best thing you can do is beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. If you can beat this Raven team and play good defense and get after him, make Lamar Jackson human, make him fumble the ball, keep him in the pump, keep him in the pocket, make him fight out of phone booth. Don't let him break containment. And you go ahead and he'll throw you an interception. He's going to put the ball on the ground. You know he is. If you can beat this team, the kind of momentum you can get from this, because if you lose, now, okay, you'll beat the Denver. You'll beat the Baltimore. You'll beat those teams that, you know, go sorry. But you need this for your confidence. You need this to make this push. You need this win to get the momentum. You need this win to say, hey, look, we're going to go beat the best team in the AFC. If you win this game and find a way to win this game, now everyone says this Charger team can beat anyone. Any given Sunday, this Charger team can beat anyone. You found it, you're finding a way to lose these close games. When are you going right. to find a way to win these close games? And it needs to start with the Baltimore Ravens because they're streaking. They're playing good football. They got their stuff, their mojo going. Yes, they dropped a game here to Cleveland, and but they're still a good team. And this is the way you solve a lot of problems. You got to play fundamentally football. But we know right now, Matt, they are not playing sound football good enough to beat Baltimore. They're no. going to have to make a lot of changes till now, yeah. until Sunday, if they're going to upset and beat Baltimore, which they're capable of. But it's going to have to be with way more consistency than they've been playing with. Yeah, and it'll come from opportunity because we're going to see names on backs of jerseys that we have not seen. Uh, no doubt. It's I, I firmly believe that. I think, you know, as we wrap it up, I would not be surprised. I mean, obviously, Joey Bosa's on IR now. So, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know if we're going to see more Dean Leonard. I don't know if we're going to see more Dayon Henley. I just, Scott Matlock, like, I'm, I would assume you're going to start to see different names. Like, look at Alex Erickson, right? Wide receiver ends up getting a huge catch on a third down to extend a drive that ultimately would turn into a touchdown. Like, are we going to see more Alex Erickson over Quentin Johnston? Are we going to see more Simi Fajoko instead of Quentin Johnson? Like, are we going to start to see. I'm sorry. I, I don't care where you were drafted. I don't care how much money you're making. This is who's playing this week because this is a must-win game. I think that's – I think you will see some – I don't want to call it desperation. I think you'll see some opportunity presented to some individuals that hopefully have been busting their tails at practice, have earned that opportunity, and aren't just stepping into it because somebody's let you know the coaching staff down from their perspective. But I think that's what we're going to see on Sunday, and I hope that it, the team responds because you know number 10 is going to come to play. You know, without question, the way Herbert's been playing lately, he's been playing some of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league. That part's going to be taken care of, the way he's been playing. And let's see if the rest no of the team can support him. You're, you're absolutely right. He's been playing with that bigger and then what you want. You want to see that from your leader. And Justin Herbert's been putting the team on his back and saying, guys, I'm not going to let you lose. And unfortunately, they've been coming up short. But you watch the way that he's playing with the grit and the fortitude and how he just got that eye of the tiger. You watch his commitment and the confidence which he's playing, this young man's playing with. Yeah, I like his chances. I like yeah. him a lot. They just got to surround him and help him out. Well, let's hope a week from today we are talking uh, about a big victory and the start of something special. They were 6-6 six and six last year. They finished 10-7, and seven, got into the postseason, 
still have an opportunity to do that, but it all starts on Sunday against the Ravens. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.